hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Right, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm doing a little Thanksgiving special. Uh, it's not going to be super intense. It's going to be pretty chill, to be honest. Uh, what I want to focus on is give you a little bit of history. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who need reminders, it's been a long time since I've looked at the uh, history of Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, it's something that we were taught when we were little, but I I really dug in and it was super fun. And I'm just going to give you some of the highlights of what I've found uh, that were super good. And of course, you know, to stay true to healthy perspectives, I am absolutely going to give you some therapeutic content at the tail end. When it comes to the traditions, uh, I'll kind of go over a little bit of, you know, what this, what this could mean for you and me if we use it wisely. Okay, so let's start it off. Yeah, the the most uh, referenced material, it takes us back to 1621 when the colonial pilgrims made a, a, a peace offering with the, uh, the Wampanoag tribe. Now, there were supposedly about 90 Wampanoag and 52 English. That's that seems to be the, the consensus overall. And they sat down. And had uh, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and had a meal. It was not called Thanksgiving, though. Most of you could probably understand this as soon as I say it. You're going to be like, yeah, no, duh. It was more of a harvest celebration. Right? You're, you're entering the winter. You're, you're leaving fall, entering winter. You've already harvested. You've got, you've got the majority of the food that you're going to have that's going to get you through the winter, whether that be hunting or gathering didn't matter okay you're you're gonna have the the most you're gonna have throughout the year is about right now and so they gathered and they ate it was more of a peace offering than anything it's like hey we don't want to have problems with each other we want to be known as friendly good stuff like at the end of the day that yeah i wish we'd do that a little bit more often have some peace offerings and 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 unite and especially uniting there's something special about uniting over food it's just different it it makes it it makes it different it's better um and so that's what happened in 1621 um and it was probably called something like the Harvest Celebration or the Harvest Festival or the, you know, like something like that. So then we we fast forward from ooh, 1621 to 1863. We're talking like 200 years later, uh, which is a long time. And there's a bunch of things that happened in between. I'll go over a few of those probably here before we're done. Uh, but the vast majority of it between 1621, okay, actually, let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, you know, after 1621, that little peace offering, the let's get together, there's there, <laughs> there's some weird conspiracy stuff out there. So don't don't bog yourself down. Is it true that there was kind of a falling out between the Wampanoag and the English settlers? Yeah, there was some uh, friction 
between them. They were always trying to create peace, but there's some things that happened. The more English that came, the more uh, diseases came, the, the challenge, more challenging it was to keep the peace because when people are dying, peace is more difficult, right? Uh, and then you add to that, the French came and got involved at one point, and that caused some friction points, and so on and so on. So yes, there was some falling outs, but they really did work hard to try to keep the peace throughout the process. So now let's fast forward. 1863, Abraham Lincoln gives the name, the National Day of Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving, what we call Thanksgiving now. But he wasn't the first one to reference it as a Thanksgiving. You had Washington, Adams, Madison, they all issued proclamations urging the people to observe Thanksgiving. What they were really doing was saying, hey, this is a day of reconciliation, a day of peace, a day for you to tell your neighbor, you're not my enemy. So that is something that traditionally went on between 1621 and 1863 when eventually Abraham Lincoln finally made it a national day of recognition. So then I kind of, I'm going to navigate to some different things here. Okay. So that's basically the gist of the history, but I want to give you some, some interesting facts that I've discovered uh, some of them I knew, but most of them were not like I just because I never really dug in and studied this for fun because history is not historically <laughs> kind of a funny joke been my thing. That being said, the older I get, the more I understand that history is critical and important. That's why I did this. So here we go. I'll give you one. We have the Macy's Day Parade. These are little, little, some, a few little facts for you that I thought were ex very interesting. The Macy's Day Parade started in 1924, but the parade that we see didn't start in 1924. It started in 1920. So, a little, little pop quiz for you: Who sponsored the first ones? giving you a second just to make sure you have time and if you googled it you're still too slow gimbals gimbals sponsored from 1920 and it was it became macy's parade in 1924 so before that it was gimbals and i probably beat the good old google so hopefully uh, i did all right the next one cranberries are cranberries an actual Thanksgiving food. Yes, they are. Why? Because the natives used cranberries. It's considered a fruit. They used cranberries for food and for medicine. So pop quiz. Medicine for what? Anybody? Anybody? They would smear cranberry juice on wounds. That's right. Things like if you if you had an arrow puncture your skin, they would put cranberry juice on it. It was medicinal. 
Okay. Now, do I know that that works? I have no idea. That would be a totally different uh, path for me to take. But let's, since we're on the theme of food, let's go with turkey. Here's a question for you. Well, let's go with two things. One, there's there's a little, I don't know. I went down some weird avenues, so I'm just going to share them with you. The funny thing about turkey, there was talk about the turkey being the national uh, symbol for the United States um, because, uh, but it became the eagle. And in part, it was because uh, we had a, a an early president who was a big fan of the turkey and the, the, the durability uh, of the turkey. But a lot of people had trouble with it because, well, turkeys, they don't exactly fly, even though they fly, they don't really fly. And that seemed... It seemed like it was it was not a good. Plus, they walk funny, which is actually a thing. Like, okay, you could look those up. Those those are little interesting factoids. But the 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 pop quiz question of the day, as we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, is: Does a turkey make you sleepy? <laughs> I always get sleepy after eating. But does it actually make you sleepy? And the answer is, yes, it does. It has an amino amino acid called tryptophan in it in a pretty high quantity. And that can make you sleepy. So yes, your turkey is actually making you sleepy. If you don't want to miss the game, then, well, one, either record it, which is what a lot of people do, uh, or eat less turkey. All right. Uh, let's go on to another little one here for you. Uh, I just said the game. So uh, let's uh, let's let's go into the football uh, trivia for you today. Football has always been played on Thanksgiving. Is that true? Pretty much. But it didn't start how you think. It didn't get to the NFL until 1934 when the NFL started playing. It started off back in 1876, and it was a college team that played a champion, excuse me, a championship game. And then the following year, a whole bunch of colleges played these championship games. And so it built. It was actually a day of college football from 19 or 1876 until 1934 when the NFL decided they were going to take it over. It actually stayed in college football for a long time too, but it really, once it became an NFL attraction, it started to lose its, uh, its luster in the college arenas because it was competing for the same uh, uh, attendance, the same audience. Okay. So let's go to, a little factoid. This will be my last little factoid for you. There were two turkeys in 2007. So most of you who are listening to this were alive in 2007. When George Bush was the president, there were two turkeys, two, that he pardoned. Uh, and I'll tell you a little story about that here in a second, too. But let's start with what were their names? Any, any any takers out there? The names of these two turkeys as we're entering Thanksgiving that were officially pardoned by the President of the United States in 2007. It was May, Ed, Flower. 
<laughs> May and Flower were pardoned in 2007. Then, by the way, that was the 60th National Thanksgiving turkey presentation that was supposed to be done at the White House. And he pardoned these two turkeys. They flew them to Orlando, Florida, where those two turkeys were part of the Thanksgiving parade. <laughs> A little weird stuff. All right. I, I know I keyed in on some weird things, but let's let's turn to the clinical stuff. I talked about the 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 peace offering, the original peace offering. I want to highlight a few things. Um, number one, football brings a lot of people together. So whether you love football, like football, or don't like football, uh, I love the idea of things that unite people that wouldn't otherwise unite. So if you take in a game, if you sit down with your family and you watch a game, if you've got a parent or an uncle who loves to watch the game, like, hey, do do me. And if you're not a big fan, that's okay. Suck it up a little bit. It's Thanksgiving. Do things that unite people, even if it's not your favorite thing in the world. Uh, if, if turkey's not your favorite, that's okay. Have something else. But sit down and have a meal with people. Tell them you love them. That's a good thing to do any day of the year, but especially on Thanksgiving. Why? Because it's a, it's a good excuse to do it. You know, go to an AA dinner, go to you know, uh, a, a, a restaurant and sit with a stranger. I don't even care. Just unite with people over food. It is such a good thing. It's good for your soul. Try it. You'll see what I mean. Okay. A couple of other things. Use it as an opportunity to think about things that you're grateful for, thankful for, right? Thanksgiving, things that you're, you, gratitude in a clinical world is one of those elements we look at routinely because look, there's always things that are good and always things that aren't good. And if we focus too much on the things that aren't good, well, we teach ourselves to highlight the things that are negative. And if we teach ourselves to look at the things that are good, the gratitude, the things we're grateful for, then we teach ourselves to highlight the things that are good. We can literally change the outcome of a day, a week, a month, or a year by simply adding in gratitude. That's why there's things out there at bookstores called gratitude journals. Man, if you haven't done a gratitude journal in your life, do one. It's a great experience. On Thanksgiving, share it over a meal. Tell people, express it out loud. It ingrains it. It helps it to become part of your, uh, your experience. Anything that's uniting the people, right? That's a good thing. And it's a great excuse to reconcile relationships that need reconciliation. Now, if it's not safe or appropriate to reconcile, don't reconcile. I'm not saying hold a grudge. You can still forgive, but reconciliation might be that phone call or that that uh, that, that surprise visit to just say, hey, I know last time we left each other, we were on rocky territory, but I want you to know you matter to me. I care about you. I don't want it to be like it's bad. Make those those reconciliations a priority. Why? Because Thanksgiving is an is a wonderful excuse. 
If you've been waiting for an excuse, if you've been delaying the reconciliation, this is a great time and a great excuse to dive right in. All right. Will it go perfectly? I don't know. Do your best. See what happens. But it, yeah, we got to try, folks. We got to try. Thanksgiving gives us an opportunity to do that. And for that reason, I actually really appreciate Thanksgiving. I really do. It's not my favorite holiday, but it's a dang good one. I appreciate your time. For those of you who are spending a little bit of time with me before Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Do some of these things. Do some of this, and it will help you grow. I appreciate you. You are, you know, you make a difference in my world. I love seeing that people follow me and that people, you know, they, they find benefit in this stuff. And I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms, but you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com, or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.